you need to figure out what your comfort zone is on communicating. There's only three. There's audio, video, mm-hmm. and written word. And this is going to be the answer for so many of us in here. The question is, which format works for you? And then what you need to do is realize the following. Everything is about perspective shift, a slight perspective shift. You have to give away all your best advice on social media at scale. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Hi, Gary. Hi. Hi. Hey, Gary. Hey, Gary. Pleasure. So we're going to do a quick little round robin where we uh, give everybody quick 30 seconds to introduce yourself. Let's keep it quick. Let's keep it to your name, where you're at and what your business is. Um, uh, Try to keep it the business title and stuff like that. We'll dive into the specifics on the second time around the room. The second time around the room, I'm going to call on you individually. I'll set a timer. We'll get going. You'll ask your questions and then I will move us along and and try to do the best as I can there because Gary's on a tight schedule. But uh, first and foremost, I I like to go farthest out first. And Gary, you'll be happy to know we have a guest joining us from Singapore today. Uh, So Kaz, say hi to Gary. Hi, Gary. Uh, I'm so happy to be here. Um, So also as a fellow um, Eastern Bloc person, I was born in Poland, made in Poland and formed in Poland. all the way four countries later and two continents. I'm in Singapore uh, for the last 10 years. Um, my heart and my um, head is all about healthcare and how can we make healthcare and vitality really cool so that we can move people to do something about their health before they fall sick. So that's what I'm about. And that's what I would love to ask more um, of you. I mean, and and ha- and what is? Do you have a business in that within that realm? I run. I used to run a biotech company for four years, build and sold. Um, and then, because I'm not a doctor, um, a lot of people were coming to me saying, "Kaz, can you explain whatever my doctor is saying in a simplistic way?" Um, and that kind of became a theme. So, a few months back, I decided to be a little bit more open about it and talk a little bit more about social media, sorry, on social media, about health and what's important. But currently the social media component, one is very new, there's no business behind it per se. I'm not promoting any of the stuff um, that I I used to work on. Understood, okay, next. Laura, Laura in Kansas City, say hi to Gary. Hi Gary, great to see you again. Laura Schmidt, chief positive person with notes to self socks. Positive phrases like I am kind on the toes and the bottom of the socks made in the USA. So excited to be back. Um, looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Great to see you again. Awesome. Ned Spector, say hi. Hey, Gary, appreciate uh, being here. Um, from Minnesota, moved to uh, LA, worked at CAA for a handful of years, left to go uh, help manage the Jonas Brothers, Demi Lovato, got into uh, branded merchandise, and uh, most recently into uh doing content for our company so looking forward to getting some strategy to bring those uh together so i'm a big fan good to see you brother to be here. good to see you chris and ethan up in southern new hampshire say hi hey gary gary great to see you uh, really excited to have an opportunity to talk to you um my name's chris i own uh rescom basement solutions we're uh specialty home improvement contractors specializing in basement waterproofing and foundation repair. Been in business for 27 years, really focused on growing 
um, the organization uh, pushed through some top line revenue goals over the past few years and now really looking to kind of bring it to the next level. Awesome. Ethan's my D Rock. <laughs> yeah, I'm our content slash digital marketing manager in house. Amazing. You 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 couldn't you couldn't have found a different angle. You had to stick the Brady jersey right down my mouth. I mean, like <laughs> actually, we do have a solution for that, which oh, I'll take yes. care of right now. So yes. we got this made up specially for you, just to hang right up here. Fanatics took care of it for us. So we'll put that. Right here for a lot you. better. I'm gonna get much, much better advice. So we we had a plan in place to deal with that. I don't know if the guys over in uh, in Southern Massachusetts have a, a better plan, but uh, what's going on over in Southern uh, Massachusetts? Nick and Austin. Hey, the good news is we don't really care about football too much, so yeah. we'll, we'll root for the Jets. <laughs> for you. That's fine. Um, so I'm Nick. This is my business partner, Austin. We do residential uh, landscaping maintenance, so mowing, uh, lawn care, leaf cleanups, things like that. Um, we've been in business eight years, and we're in southeastern Mass. Love it, brother. Pleasure. Good to see you guys. You too. David, David Rappa. David. Still with us? Hey, Gary. Um, <laughs> last time I saw you was at Brunch Bears uh, not so long ago. I remember. So I have an investment management firm. No, I remember the capital management. Um, it's been all word of mouth marketing. I have a handful of family uh, offices and individual clients. Uh, I serve them to the best of my ability. We've been at it for, I've been at it for 20 years, but in this instance, in this company for seven. Um, and I've never really thought of marketing uh, on social media or, or social media in general, uh, above and beyond investing in the companies which we have, and, and we listen to what you say and where to look. Um, but in the pandemic, you mentioned uh, LinkedIn as a platform. I think I remember it was a couple of years ago as, as an underutilized platform. And because I wasn't seeing my clients and a big part of you know the, the business is seeing people and going to lunches and dinners, I decided to start to post a little bit on LinkedIn to just you know, get in front of people. And I did get some good response from my existing client base that, oh, it's nice to hear you're like, you know, thinking about this, talking about this. So I thought that was an interesting lead in for me to kind of press more and see if there's more for me to do in social media. Love it. Makes tons of sense. All right. And we got Jennifer also. And last but not least, Jennifer, say hi. Hey, Gary, super nice to meet you. My name is Jennifer Cannon. I'm in Parkland, Florida. Um, I have a skincare company called MD Topicals, and my fiance is a huge fan of yours. So he got me hooked um, in NFTs. He's got a bunch of those. I have a humble pie. <laughs> I wish I had more. Um, and I wanted to really thank you because uh, well, I follow all your advice religiously, and you changed my life with ChatGPT because as a startup, there is no budget to hire employees. And I'm like so much more productive because I'm a horrible writer. So <laughs> ChatGPT is like my employee, and he puts out all my content with me, and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm just really excited to get to be here today. I love that. I love that. It's a real pleasure, Denver. All right, let's uh, let's restack the deck and go back to Kaz over in Singapore. Kaz, uh, let's. You got about seven minutes. Let's get into it. Okay, perfect. And Thank you, Kaz. Before you get into it, you know, for everyone here, like this is the time to go very specific. Like, what's cool about this format we've learned along the way is like people garner value out of other people's thing, but this is like one-on-one -on -one time. Like That's wherever awesome. you want to. Thank you so much. Perfect. Sure. So my first question is. I'm super new at this. Um, 
social media terrifies me after uh, listening to Jeff. I'm like, oh my God, I had so much to learn. But with that, my question is, with my main thing, how can we make longevity and healthcare cool? How can I craft my voice and my brand to really support that in the long run? I think that there's, there's a couple things with your situation. I think there's two variables. There's one, which is universal to everybody here, back to what David, I think, has like a good understanding about intuitively, and I'm excited to get to his part as well, but this is for everyone, Nick, Chris, everybody. You always, like, there is no thing on earth, not religion, not the biggest bands or pop stars that Ned was working with, not selling wine. Nothing can be accomplished unless someone knows about it. It's not super complicated. You know, so I've bet my my prime years on building the biggest infrastructure in the world to understand at every moment from a media standpoint, from a creative standpoint, from a what's happening in popular culture standpoint, where is the underpriced and where is the overpriced attention, right? So first, Cass, like in crafting your message, there's there's the need to understand that. And that's gonna be universal for everyone here. The second need is what do you want to happen, right? So for example, if David was like, I'm looking to sell my practice in the next three years, all of a sudden the content he's putting out on LinkedIn is very, very different and very targeted than it would be if he's looking to acquire. So for all of you, what I'm gonna be trying to figure out is where are you, what would you like to happen, right? So I think you're in such an early stage where you're willing to use your, you're, you're starting the journey of building a personal brand, but you know the question becomes, what is that personal brand trying to accomplish, right? So you've already had a business, you've exited. You may wanna, you know, this is very common. People wanna run the same blueprint again, slightly different with all the new nuances. Other times people wanna go completely away from the last exit and do something completely different. The thing that's most important in your situation is I don't need you to know yet. You may not need to know where to put this energy of longevity. And th- like you, you can imagine, you know, uh, for example, back to Laura, like bringing kindness to the world can be in the format of a personal brand like me, or it could be in the form of socks that say positive things. Like you can put all of our energies when I get to Ned, when, you know, when I get to, you know, Nick and crew, like, like the energy can be put into anything. Right. So I think for you, the questions are a couple of things. Do you have what you want the next business to be figured out? Product, service, event business. And so I'm going to go right to there. Do you yet or do you have some running hypotheses? Because it's going to impact the advice. But the good news is I don't need you to have that figured out because the advice and the work you have to do to even without that being answered is quite substantial. We'll get into that in a second. But that's the first question. So the answer is not fully. Uh, what is kind of a slowly started happening is that because of my background and also um, my pre-health, pre-biotech world was all finance and investment, I was invited to multiple companies just to speak to their C-suite people, basically how to feel better on a daily basis because I don't, I'm not a doctor, I don't speak doctor, and I simplify things. Um, so that kind of became almost like an... Un- like I didn't think that would be a thing, but suddenly from one company to another to another. Um, but it's not a business line by any means at this stage, and I have no idea. You, you, you want it? To be. Um, I think it's an because interesting. For example, I, I, for example, I could have, 
instead of building what I'm building, easily on a bad day, built an eight figure income per year doing that, right? Like when, you know, building a one woman show that works with the C-suite that over a period of time has seven employees and does $10 million in revenue on 70% margin, 60% margin is very realistic, especially in the category that you're playing because every future C-suite executive is only going to care more about mental and physical health. It is just, the cat is so out of the bag, right? It's like, that is a runaway train. It's all going to be around the gray and the EQ and the not black and white. Do you want that? Do you think, or do you want to build something with more scale that's less on your back? Um, uh, good question. The The initial feeling I was having when I was giving um, those talks is I can really f- see people just something moving. And it's not even because I'm not even, I'm not exactly giving them something they don't know about, maybe a few tweaks here and there, because everything else literally can Google. It's all about why should you even care and why vitality matters and how much this is literally your rocket fuel to anything else you're doing in life. So it was that psychology bit. So that was fun. I probably wouldn't do it on a daily basis. And building something to me, it's also, um, honestly, you know, being born um, there where I was born, healthcare sucks and it still does. So I just want to almost let like me, I feel. Let me, let me jump in, given John, Joe just gave me a 60 second warning. The number one thing you need to do, regardless of where we go with what we just talked about, is you need to figure out what your comfort zone is on communicating, whether that's the written word, which it is clearly not for me or Jennifer, right? Like the written writing wasn't our output. In, is it audio? There's only three. There's audio, video, mm-hmm. and written word. And this is going to be the answer for so many of us in here. The question is, which format works for you? And then what you need to do is realize the following. The number one, just this is going to work with you because you're doing it for others. Everything is about perspective shift, a slight perspective shift. The number one perspective shift that you have to make sure you understand, and it might not be a shift, it might come natural to you, but it is the punchline for what you're about to embark on. You have to give away all your best advice on social media at scale, right? So the the biggest things are, A, how do you want to make content? Video, written word, audio. B, the team here, I put out tons of free content. We'll help after this, like figuring out which platforms, right? Is it YouTube Shorts? Yeah. Is it LinkedIn? Is it Snapchat? Is it Twitter? And then you have to make sure that the content that comes out of your mouth is your best content. And you're basically saying the same 23 things or four things 4,000 times with different contexts. It becomes like, hey, are you the CEO of a 50,000 person Fortune 500 company? Blah, 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 blah. The next video is literally like, hey, are you the you know, leader of a small business with nine employees, you know what I mean? So it's about distribution, contextual format, but the biggest thing is the strategy of your words has to be all your best advice. Too many people like that fit your profile hold back some of it because they think that's the thing that people pay for. The people don't pay for that. The people pay for the 
when you get in there, you're really getting detailed to their reality. You can still stay top level, but go into very heavy detail on your advice. Got it? That is awesome. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Gary. All right. Go ahead, Joe. We're going to Laura next. You're on mute, Laura. Okay. Thank you. Um, my question for you, Gary, is I've been in business 12 years. You know, you and I talked years ago when I was just a few years into it. I remember you telling me at that point, spend absolutely as much as you can afford on Facebook and Instagram ads and influencers. And I wish I had spent more at the time. I did. I took your advice, but I wish I would have 10 times that. Um, I There's no, you know, there's no word. And by the way, this is important for everyone here. There's no worse feeling than not squeezing an orange as hard as you can when you have unlimited oranges coming from the tree, because in this game, you wake up one morning and there's no oranges on the tree. To Laura's point, it's really important for Cass and everybody, like this is day trading attention. What I do for a living is day trade attention. You know, knowing what Ned was doing for a living and knowing the places he was doing is like, he's been, I don't know how much or how little, but like he's been aware of my trajectory over the long period of time at this point. And so there's a reason that I'm consistently there because it's it's the obsession of understanding this point. And just so everybody hears this, because it's going to be the theme for next hour, what Laura went through when she did this before and probably why she's back is it was right. And then it changes and it's not as good of a deal anymore. And you're like, damn it. And then what's really, and by the way, Laura, you think you're upset? It upsets me because I'm like the godfather of this game and I don't squeeze it all the way. Every time I promise myself, the next time I see it, I'm going to go, eat, and I do, and it's still never, I still never go hard enough because the value is so high. So I just wanted to call that out for everybody because I'm pumped that you've felt that. And the reason she said that is because if she went to go do those same behaviors now, it doesn't work the same. No, no. And, and my um, just overall, you know, notes to self.com has been the channel that I focus the most on. I also sell to Hallmark stores, hospital gift shops, boutiques. Recently, airports are a big expansion area for us. And there's a lot of potential there and we're getting good traction there. Um, 12 years into it, like you, like just what you said, Gary, that like more people need to know about my brand, like everybody that knows about it, loves it. You know, best socks you'll ever wear made in the USA. People write me and give me stories about how they're changing their lives. And what, what, what are we trying to figure out? Cause I don't want to run on time and I want to give you as much as possible. Go ahead. Yeah. So I, I guess my question is like, if you were me, what would you do next? Like part of me feels like I didn't, I didn't uh, start the company to sell it but I'm not going to live to be 200. So I, you know, there's got to be some kind of strategy. And I think I'm at the point where like, I, I think I could help the world more if I could grow faster. And so that's kind of so what I'm what, thinking. What's the, top, what's the top line revenue? A couple million. And where's most of the business coming from? About half and half. You mean store and dot com? And on the dot-com part, where is most of the, do you have a sense of where most of the sales are coming from? Facebook ads and Instagram, mostly Facebook. And, and I pay you, a lot. I know you do. Where do you pay? And are you doing them? I am. And that, that's part of my thought process this year. I mean, I'm, kind, I'm doing it all. 
TikTok has to become incredibly important to you. Like all that time and energy that you're putting in your business, like, you know, you need to send out like 25 packages of socks like a week and know that like only one of the, or two of the 25 TikTokers are actually going to do anything about it. But that one TikToker one time can actually change the outcome of your business. It's actually what influencer marketing looks like, but nobody wants to, it's all the same game. Everyone wants to look good, but nobody wants to go to the gym. (laughs) You know, like, like, you know, it's just, that's what it is with business. Like nobody wants to have the patience to do the right marketing tactics for you. It's sampling to influencers with a very low ratio of good things happening because it's disheartening, right? I tell you, you have to send out 25 different packages. It takes you two hours to find these people a week on TikTok. Then you got to message them all. Most don't reply with an address or they have, you find the address in their profile. Then you, then you send it. Most people don't post like, and becomes like disheartening pretty quick yet. Four months in, the one right person thinks it's the cutest thing ever, makes a video, 2 million views. And like now you do more revenue in 48 hours on those organic views than you do on your entire Facebook spend on the year. That's 2023. Okay. I just signed up for that LTK, you know, like to know it influencers. Yeah, I don't, I'm not educated enough to tell you. I want you to do your own work on it because- I think what will happen is if you do research in the trenches, you'll find the moms, you'll find you'll find your people, right? You'll find your people. Plus, what I like about you and anybody who has a consumer business spending an hour or two in TikTok is you'll know what's happening in culture and it will change your creative and it will give you a pulse. You'll most you might also pick up on a line, you know, a slang term or a sentence that you put on a sock because you're in the trenches. That is the viral one that you make. Like it's just good work. An hour a day searching on TikTok and getting good at that over the course of a year is just good research work. Thank you. You got it. Great. Let's shift over to Ned. Ned, it's your your turn. You're up. Um, so Gary, over the last ten years, um, have built. Um, the promotional products business, doing brand and merchandise for companies. The business is built, but I'll just to be completely, completely honest with you, um, I don't, I don't love it, and it like drains my energy, and it's become, and it's a really hard thing for me because I'm so grateful for it. I have two young kids; it pays the bills, but the ten percent of my time over the last handful of years that. I'm pitching to companies to say, hey, you're not producing enough video content. Let me come in, be your social media reporter, interview staff, interview customers, product reviews, doing that content. It's consistently working, but I have no time during the day to do that and build that because there's so much business coming in on the promotional product side. And I'm too afraid to make the hire of a hire I know I have to make and I've been talking to James for the last you know year or two, and he's like, "Well, take out a business line of credit. That's like my like blood money, and there's twenty thousand dollars left. The business has never been hotter on both sides, but I've never been more overwhelmed working day and night. I really want to let go of the logistics of the all of these orders that are are coming in and really focus on the content. Again, I know it's an and game, and i and I have to stop looking at these as separate businesses potentially, but re- what I really want to ask is, 
how, how do I do I structure a deal with somebody I pay part time and maybe give a percentage of sales? Like this is like such a James and Gary love this problem because we just like you do understand that there's an unlimited amount of 24 year old us's in the world. I don't think I do. I, I, I'm like I, so. I know. It goes back to, that's what why this is so fucking fun for me, similar to what Cass was saying about like what's fun for her, the high of like, you're saying shit people know, but it's amazing how the words matter, the semantics matter, the moment matters, the context matters. Like brother, the amount of, ready for this? The, now this takes work, but it's the work that gets you to a finish line. Otherwise you're in a fucking hamster wheel. The amount of 24 year olds, that have pure talent and work ethic, but didn't get lucky enough to be born into the right family or the right area of the country or the right, you know, like I always say that if I was a good student, I would own the Jets, Knicks, and I always talk about this to myself. I don't say it publicly. If I knew what an SPV was, I would have SPV'd Facebook four years before IPO and I would have made it. I wasn't educated. Like if my roommates at Brown and Yale and like all the things I've learned about how the world works, my life would have been on a different path. Now I don't, I'm so happy where I'm at. I can't even imagine to worry about those things. Where I'm going with that analogy is there's a 23 year old kid right now that was born on the wrong side of the tracks that will work for free for 10% of equity of this company for free, Ned. Forget about minimum wage. Now, you're probably gonna have to do minimum wage. You probably have to do maybe a little bit more, but like I would spend 100% of my time to find the person to give 10% of the company to that had almost no cost associated with them upfront and they had no equity until they proved it over a year. Like I would literally, there's a lot of people, there's even people born on the right side of the tracks that would take that deal because they just want to be an owner and they just like the business and you know better to be owning 10% of your business than being a logistics or project manager at a company you need to spend all your time dating for your junior partner you know james thoughts on that yeah well, when i was uh, uh speaking with him earlier and he was worried about being cash strapped and everything we, we talked about look just just get yourself some breathing room right the time to get a credit line is when you don't need a credit line you and and he and he deployed the money and used it well for what a year and a half you've been you know leaning more into your passion project and i think it's more than 10 percent of where you are right now but uh you know it, it could have even been a client on the other end i mean look you're, you're the one that sold us this so you know you, you have a lot of a lot of clients that you uh that you may have somebody who's taking the orders with. And back to being cash strapped, like you, I mean, you could literally, again, I'll say it again. There is doing that work. There are a lot of 24, 23, 22, 25 year old talented people on earth that you're offering them a better opportunity at a close to minimum wage. Minimum wage to 10% ownership is bananas for a lot of people especially like first generation, you're, you're, in, you're in Cali, right? Now, uh, Michigan, outside of Detroit. Now, right, like even, even better, you have like fucking unlimited kids graduating. You got hundreds of thousands of 22 year olds coming out of the system in a 40 mile radius, 100 mile radius of you. You know how many University of Michigan or Michigan State kids would literally do this? Would literally take, especially in this environment where everyone wants to be an entrepreneur, 
And yeah, they would have normally taken the $150,000 job in New York 20 years ago when you and I were going up the game. But like today, they'll literally take 20 bucks an hour to prove it for a year to own 10% to do this very mundane, achievable work, which is why it's driving you crazy. Got it. I appreciate it. On real quick, if I have one more minute, you look like I have a humongous coconut that I'm about to drink. <laughs> real quick, so on 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 my content, what you said a while ago about like you call it like almost like like being like the digital like like become the mayor is like yes. I'm so passionate about small businesses here in Michigan that when I go get a haircut or I go eat a pizza, I'm like I would do that content for free, and that's my version of a podcast for them. And some of them now are turning into to clients. Should I just quadruple down on on that kind of content? Because I don't need anything from my audience. Like I'm not trying to get anything when I post on social. It's just like sparking joy and man on the street. And I mean, like that. Yes, the answer is yes. Because the coolest part, similar to me, not wanting anything from my audience, it leads to B2B behavior, right? You're gonna wake up one day if you 8X that behavior, and you're going to get an email from Visa saying we're our big initiative is on small businesses. You know we've we've been scouring Detroit where Michigan is a is a top five market for us where we need it. We think you're the face of this. Can we JV together? And you're getting a two hundred fifty thousand dollar a year ambassador to the Visa Small Business Program. I mean it's it's a humongous space. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you for real. Let's see. We're moving over to Chris and Ethan up in uh, New Hampshire. Hey, guys. Hey, how are we doing? Gary, the first thing before I ask the question, I just want to say thank you for everything you've done. Longtime follower of your content, really instrumental in some of the changes I've made in my life over the years. Um, Joe and I were talking, you know, I've been sober for five and a half years. It's made a huge difference in my life. There was a lot of things that I was going through beforehand. Um, but anyways, a lot of your content was responsible for that. So I got to thank you. Very excited for the fly fish club to open VF one holder been at both the econs. Thank you. Bro. But thank you, bro. anyways, I'm going to let Ethan ask the first question. Cause this is really a lot of this is for him. Um, so I'm going to let him ask the first question. Just be quick. Right. I do have a question. Okay. So I'm 22. I, I, uh, went to school for a little bit, went to college a little bit, didn't know what I wanted to do. I left. I, um, have been working for him. I started working in the field, doing the construction for about a year and a half, two years. And now I jumped into this marketing role in-house. I have a certificate through UVM and just the basics of fundamentals of digital marketing. And my main focus right now is on the creative aspect of what we're doing. We're going to be working with the Sasha group as well. And my main question was, as a 20-year-old entering this digital marketing slash creative content space, what skills do you think are going to be the most needed within the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years that I should focus on learning? There's a couple of places you could look at. One is this acronym of PAT, platforms and culture, will never go away. What are the platforms that people pay attention to? Today, there's social networks. There's streaming TV services. Obviously, we saw the Apple announcement. Facebook's working on it. Like VR is going to happen in your lifetime. Mm -hmm. So that will be a platform people pay attention to. And then there's culture, right? Who's Ice Spice? You know, who's going to be the number one pick in the NBA draft? Who's, you know, all the stuff that's happening in popular culture. So you can make your commitment to that. So you're great at understanding how the algorithms work. What are all the different creative ways you can make content? 
you might know this, like if you go look at my Instagram, you can see I have all sorts of different ways I do content, right? Video, mm-hmm. carousel, picture. It's, we're yeah. doing all sorts of different. So being great at that game, or you could become a prop engineer. So AI is going to completely eat up marketing during your time. And something that you should Google is prompt engineering. Like what you ask AI is going to be the punchline, mm-hmm. right? So like being good at asking chat GPT, mid journey, these things, questions is definitely a skill set that I would focus on. Okay. Awesome. Do you think AI is going to take over the creative aspect of things or more so paid SEO and those kind of things? I don't think it's going to take over either the way you're asking it when everyone's like, oh my God, all the jobs yeah. are going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to become a compliment. It will change shit, but there's no absolutes. There's people that still have AOL. Do you know millions of people use AOL dial-up? <laughs> Like the world takes a long time to adjust to everything. So like it's it's going to make a change in every area. Mm-hmm. Okay, so cool. So now, you know, Jen and I don't have to hire a writer to write our stuff. You know, ChatGPT can do it first. Like it's also like, we're still gonna have to either us ourselves or hire someone that's good at asking ChatGPT the questions. You're still gonna have to conceptualize if you're gonna use MidJourney. So you may not hire someone to do Adobe Photoshop, but you still have to be great at coming up with the idea mm-hmm. to input. So prompt engineering. Okay, thank you. Okay, so my quick question, well, I, I'll try and be quick about it. So 27 years in, Gary, been running Rescon Basement Solutions as the brand, um, but have also been in love with YB Wet as a quick, easy to remember kind of tag. From a branding perspective, what would you do if if you were coming on board, have these two names, which would, what would you do? Well, I think Nike and Just Do It are both things that that company focuses on. Okay. So just kind of blend the two together. I don't think it's that you blend like this. You know what that, this is what you'll like this. This is when people go into academia versus real life. We're, we're pondering the challenge here when there is no challenge. Like you don't need to blend them together. Like you have a slogan that is memorable and you have a brand and a company name that also should be built, right? Okay. So it's just a game of and, right? Okay. Like when you say blend it together, I have no problem if the two of you put the slogan in every piece of content and I have no problem if you put the slogan in half of the pieces of content. This is where I where I get into like philosophy versus real life. Okay. Right, okay. Back to like back to him quitting college and like feeling like when he said, you know, I, I know his psyche because I was his psyche when he's like, well, I got a certificate from me. Like, I'm like, I don't give a shit what certificate you have from digital media. Mm-hmm. That certificate sucks shit. I promise you that whatever they taught you in that class was dog shit. You yes, just have to- I agree. <laughs> I paid for it, so I get it. <laughs> yeah, I've shifted my mindset over the past year. After being by out way, of school, by it the way, I, me. But now that I'm out less and less, I'm like, I, I'm okay with it. As another dude that struggled with school, I understand the journey of going from like, thinking it's a vulnerability or it's an issue to realizing it means nothing. And this is kind of, I'm bringing that back up because same here, Mm -hmm. there's no right way to manage a brand and a slogan properly. There's just doing it right. 
Okay. Pun intended, pun intended right? Right. So, like, okay. and by the way, so that's it. You don't have to, you don't have, there is no right way. Just use them both, play with them both, sometimes together, sometimes separate, and just keep going on feel. Okay. Joe, do I have time for one more quick question? So it's a scaling question. We're at 30 people. Um, I've tapped out, you know, the core people that have been with me for 10, 15, 20 years. I've gotten the growth that I can out of them. Now I've got to really hire some people and bring them on. How did you jump that shark to bringing on people and getting to that, you know, 50, 100 person level and keep them trained and maintaining that culture? By having one-on-one -on -one conversations with the 30. You know what to do. Your problem is the 30. Okay. So spending more time with the 30. Spending more time with the 30 and understanding you have 30 different things going on there. Yeah, no, I know. So it's you just spending more time with them. Because you know four of them are going to be upset about like new people coming in. And you know, three of them are going to suppress the new people and try to fuck them up because they don't want to take their spots. And you know, five of them are going to be sad when the new people come in and become their bosses, but you know that they're not good enough. And four of them should be fired, but they're your family and you don't want to fire them. And da, 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 da. so you have to have one on one conversations and you need to tell them the following from one by one. The general theme is I'm taking this to the next step because that's my responsibility. Right. That's my in that, I see things are going to change. Somebody in these next 20 is going to get hired and may become your boss. And you're going to think that's crazy because you've been here for 17 years and they've been here for three. I'm speaking to you because I actually am okay with hiring no people, but everyone here now has families. Like, same thing happened in my dad's business. You can't work weekends. You don't like, I need young blood. Because you won't, you're going home at five o'clock and you're not about, you used to, I could have you work full time on Saturday. Now I can't even text you on Saturday without you giving me attitude. Right. Right? Exactly. Yep. You have the 30 conversations to tell them what's happening. And 10 of them are going to say, actually, fuck that shit. I'm ready to step up. And it may help you hire five less people. And 20 other people won't get, won't have a leg to stand on when they're upset with you because you had the conversation. Right. Okay. Yeah. I can do that. Okay. All right. Let's go up to Thank Nick. You. Nick and Austin. How's it going, Gary? Good, brother. Yeah, just to say real quick, uh, you're you're a beast, and uh, you've influenced us both in our our the culture of our company. So we appreciate that. Um, it means a lot to me. At a pivotal point when we were 18, that's when we were looking at your content, and we could have gone Steve Jobs or Gary V, and we went Gary V. So yeah. <laughs> the fact that you guys said that on the back of somebody yesterday that works for our company. And it was my first one-on-one -on -one with her. And she broke down and cried because she grew up in tech and flat out used the Steve Jobs and me analogy of a turning point in what she sees. And for you to then bring it up, when I tell you the last time somebody used the Steve Jobs and me analogy was like five years ago. And for that to be on back-to-back -back days, I love that kind of kismic shit because I, I really believe in it. And I'm pumped for you guys because here's the the aha that nobody understands. You guys are going to make more money and people are going to be happier. It's like a fucking win-win. <laughs> Hell yeah. But um, yeah, in terms of a, of a question, so a little context. So we've been using, we're at about a little over 2 million in sales. We've been using Facebook ads. We're like the only people in our area that do it um, any, you know, remote, remotely well. 
Um, yep. We've seen like 10, 15% more leads year over year over year. And then this year, all of a sudden, boom, we get half as many leads uh, coming in. Um, so we went from increasing 15% to getting to pretty much half. Uh, the saving grace is we've been uh, improving operations and things like that, and we've had much higher close rates. Our service is better, so our tech's good, our operations good. Um, you know, we're getting some tactics from your team, many, which have been how awesome. Many, how many go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was saying we're getting tactics from your team in terms of like best utilization practices of the the platforms, which is huge. Um, and I feel like we're going to get some more of that after this too. So I guess where my question goes with this is you know, as much as you can put our, yourself in the shoes of a, a marketing person who's trying to sell people on cutting grass and keeping weeds out of their lawn. And I think I know where you're going to go with it, but um, what does is, what is Gary Vee do when he steps in and walks yep, in? Yeah. Totally how, yep. how big is the general area that you're marketing in? So it's about 11 towns. We have about uh, 50 to 60,000 homes. We think roughly just based off um, analysis. So like I said, we're at like two. We think we could be about three times the size we are now in the same area. We also have the infrastructure to support being about 50% bigger right now um, as a result of previous you know, um, mistakes in terms of getting on, bringing on too much um, infrastructure. So we have a lot of room to go. We just We can't catch up to ourselves fast enough. So that's, that's, what, that's where we're at. Yeah, I think what's super interesting about the Facebook thing is I think you're hitting saturation point. It's not that yeah. Facebook's the problem. It's that your area, you've just hit saturation of how many people are paying attention. And the other saturation is the creative, right? So the creative is the variable. How many different pieces of creative are you guys running? So right now for, for, in terms of ad, we would, we would put up like maybe three or four ads, run them against each other. And every year we make new ones. Um, you know, we've done things off your advice. Like we put town names with like the high school colors on there. That's improved it. Uh, like we've done all of that tactical stuff. But you're, but you're only running three to four ads, right? Right. Per, yeah. per town. Per so town. Like we basically have 11 yeah. ad sets and each one has three to four different ads all pinned yeah. against the per town, contextual right. to the town. So on just Facebook tactics, <clears throat> I, want, I want you guys to do three to four new ads that are completely different, video and imagery per town per week. Okay, so you're talking like ads ran on the platform, like throwing in new pieces of creative ad content, running it as like a conversion ad every week. You love that. You'll love this, brother. The only variable is the creative. You're in a set target. Right. So one thing that was mentioned previously was kind of like top of funnel. So we've done, we've done a good amount of organic like value posts, like look, look out for this weed or here's how you do a professional mulch edge or look, things like that. How, Is how that many? I love, I love that. How much? Yeah. So my, my question is, is that could, should I, we, I need you to answer that. What's answer, that? Answer me how much organic posting you're doing. Probably um, like ten percent of what we do is probably organic posting. Yeah, probably, I probably post like once every two weeks, maybe. Yeah. Most of yeah. the focus is on paid ads. We don't. I feel like we don't. We haven't done yeah. enough in the organic space because yeah. we haven't had so a good ready, way. Of right, off, right, right off, right off the top. If you go to Facebook Real Ads, not just Facebook Feed. Sure. And you go to three to four variable, completely different. Now I'm not talking fucking font and colors. I'm talking about like flat yeah. out new commercials, totally like different. completely different shit. Got it three to four times, three or four posts a week changing. You've got your last weeks. So basically think about it. 
the world used to do one post for the whole year on Facebook. This was real talk. When you guys were fucking in diapers, they were running one post for the whole year against all 11 towns. And what you, think about you doing it. You're doing four posts a year times 11 towns. That's monumental. You've got 44 different ads versus one, right? I want you to do four ads. I want you to do 44 different ads a week the whole year. And I want you to post four times organically a day. If you're asking- Should we put money behind? Like, so if we run, like, if we put the- when you say ads, should, should some of these ads not be geared towards conversion? Like, should, uh, should some of them just be putting right. ourselves out there in terms so of brand The first building? answer is volume. The first answer is volume. The second answer is do organic at scale. And if something goes viral, turn it into an ad. Okay. And the organic stuff purely is just organic. Like you're just talking like throwing it up a reel on Facebook or Instagram or a post, just like a photo, a video of Nick walking a property, just like straight up, no paid, no nothing on the organic straight side. Up. YouTube shorts and TikTok in addition to Instagram, in addition to Facebook. Facebook Reels is a monster, go ham. And you're, you guys are at 1% on your creative variable testing, 1%. I want you to literally 52X what you're doing by changing the app. Now, when you find something that works, you now you're running five ads because you kept one from the prior week that you loved and you've added four new ones, your entire game is based on more creative, more creative ways to storytell, more creative ways organically, more creative ways to run ads. Okay. So you'd even advise still on like TikTok and stuff like that, even though it's just posting to the world, not contextual or 10 towns, still be posting on TikTok regularly? That's right, because when you do something that's super aha or like, like makes sense, then you're gonna take it. So the algorithm is gonna show you what people give a fuck about. So if right. you're like 15 seconds on how you can fix your lawn and then you go, buh, 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 and people are like, this is fucking insane. Well, now you just use the algorithm to give you affirmation on creative that will work. And then you run it as a fucking Facebook ad that is with supported copy and is being done as a performance ad in Facebook. And it's the best ad you've ever run because you figured it out in organic TikTok because it has the best interest algorithm. Okay, so it's like a testing thing. Like not necessarily, we're not looking for for clients because obviously we can't target them into our You're gonna area. love this. It's, a, it's an insights thing that also built top of the funnel awareness for you. Right, okay. And that's, yeah. Right? Gotcha. You, you, guys have, you guys have an awareness issue because you're, you're penetrating. You, by the way, all your ads that you're running right now on Facebook in the same style of just four different ads that you've been doing for a while, nobody's seeing that anymore. I'll tell you why. Because all the people that you could get, you got. Right. Yeah. Well, it's not it's feels like. Of yeah. course that's what's happening. Yeah. You've hit a saturation point. Now, just by changing your creative on Facebook, you can get a whole new world. Okay. But you start adding TikTok, you start adding, you know, YouTube shorts, YouTube shorts is amazing because people search and you might have a how to like so that's the that's yeah, the we have plenty of that content. It's just a matter of like All right. Yeah, one other quick question, if I have a sec. Um, so one thing I noticed you do a lot of is like you'll spend time and you'll like you post about it basically like you change, you know, one word in a phrase or something like that, like these really nitty gritty tests that you're doing on organic posts. For someone at our size with our workload, it's like, would you still suggest we try to get that granular even with the ads? Like say we have, you know, we start posting that often. Uh, obviously, we're A-B testing. I'd, all I'd, this I'd, stuff. I'd love to know what you're doing with your 12 hours a day. 
<laughs> I mean, that's that's a fair answer. <laughs> fucking a kid trying to build a big ass business. You should be working. You have the capacity to work 12 to 15 hours a day. And I'd love to know you're busy. You know, I show me your calendar. With that said. <laughs> <laughs> love it, though. Thank you, Gary. David Rappa, we're not going to ask to see your calendar, but we are going to ask you to step up and talk to Gary. I know how it feels, Gary. I didn't put Palantir in an SPV in the early 2000s. Ugh, it hurts. So you live and you learn, right? Right. I've got um, a, bro, I got a lot of those. I know, I know, I know. I, I've, I've seen. Um, so we have a good little business. We're at yep. 400 million AUM. So it's a small asset manager. It's all uh, individuals. They're all like my family. I do anything legal for them. I have everybody from Mark Lazary and Ken Langone who let me say their names. So I'm not talking out of turn to a dentist. I treat them all equally. And they're, they're literally like my family. So um, the, the you know, why wouldn't I want to grow it? I want to have more impact. I want to do more. Um, yes. And so, you know, the bottleneck is it's a very unique business, right? Because it's it's really big trust, right? So it like, takes years to build trust. Who, why would you give, and why would you give me money to manage when you can go to Morgan Stanley or Fidelity or whoever? So it's it's really a long, long, long sales cycle. If it if it's even sales, it's it's mainly someone saying you can trust Dave. He's good. They've done really good for me. And you know, people people turn you know give our give us a portfolio to manage. So the question is, does digital play a role at all? How would you know you're a growth uh, hacker? How would you how would you how would you get from four hundred to a billion in the, under management? by realizing that digital is how trust is built. It's how, think about what's happened in American politics. It's all been done by digital, right? Like people's entire perception is based on communication. The more, you, if I'm you, I'm doing unlimited video content on LinkedIn and YouTube shorts because YouTube is a search engine. YouTube shorts is a monster for this. But I think the way you do it is create a format of a show and you interview people. Okay. You know, like contemporary finance, contemporary invent. I love the I love contemporary, modern, uh, of the moment. The way you get people to pay attention in your world, in my opinion, is giving them the sense of shit's changing, and that's where the arbitrage is, and that's what this show focuses on. And I CEOs interview, you know. People Literally. like that are in my network. What what do you right? You that's right. And by the way, once you have this is why I love this. Once you have a podcast, you, I've watched Ray Dalio, yep. Arthur Blank. I've watched some of the most iconic business men and women do the most random shows because the person cold emailing them said the word podcast. Mm. I'd love to have you on my podcast to talk about your journey. You'd be shocked mm -hmm. how many people will say yes to that. It goes back to what I talked to, the, you know, Nick and the boys just now on. It's, are you going to spend one hour on it a week asking people to be on the show? Or are you going to ask, try to do four hours? The way you do that is by having a 45-minute video weekly show where you interview someone and you chop up. You, you know how I do my content. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm, I'm one of the most prolific content producers in the world and I don't sit down and make content. I do my life and then we post produce. Your life in this scenario would be spending an hour or two getting guests because it takes time 
and then spending an hour making the show and then spending another hour or two cutting up the clips or you have somebody do it if you know depending yep. on what you want to allocate to but that's the five to six hours a week that is required for you to do this well okay but it is podcast youtube linkedin fucking at scale like i just said to the last boys like the only difference between me is that calendar you just saw and the output mm -hmm. okay thanks got it brother all right and last but not least jennifer you're up Hi, Gary. So um, a very short, condensed version of my history. Um, my former, my late ex-husband and I were the biggest on QVC, and we kind of just set the trend for skincare on shopping networks. Um, we ended up getting divorced. He kept the business. I kept the kids. I left as the largest shareholder, and I used all that funding to raise my kids because he, he wasn't much help. Um, later on, I was doing you know small things on the side, consulting, um, working with small businesses, and I was working with a doctor. He wanted to start a skincare line, and I suggested, hey, I can I can do this for you because um, that's that's my background that's my field so i'm kind of tapped out like credit wise i've got all my funds in this um my partner ended up exiting he got personal problems you know financially and he gave me 100 percent of the business we had launched on shop hq because that was my background um we were doing great but they had like payment issues so i got nervous about their stability and had to leave so now i have um 60 000 in inventory and because I really can't do anything funding wise, I've been chasing after these big influencers. Um, I got like really close with Bethany Frankel to the point where she even liked one of my comments about trying my product. She has my product. I've been in talks with her team. How do I keep her attention? Because if I can get a short hit like that with you know an influencer, that could help me self fund more to make it back to QVC, which is where I intend to go. But I need to do a 25 person clinical study before I can get there. Um, so that's why another reason why I was on the small shopping network. So I, I've got my plan. I'm, I'm going overseas. I've got somebody there who wants to place an order, but I really do need to get that quick boost. So do you have any suggestions on without mentioning it, you know, because she's not answering my emails, how can I keep her attention and keep her interested? I think, first of all, there's a lot of high risk with that. The thought of her or anybody else posting and that guaranteeing the sales of those units is not there. Right. But just to review, just where they say they like your product. When, when they say they, 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 like, they like your product, what do you mean? One more time, I want to make sure I understand. So a lot of these big influencers, what they do is they just take your product, they try it, and they're like, oh, wow, you know, I had a great experience, I got results, cool. and boom, they move on to the next one. That's really all I need is just to kind of get known out there. I'm going to say it again. Mike, I'm very aware of influencer marketing. I'm talking about I'm not sure that would work. Oh, okay. So I do this for a living at scale. Right. Like Bethany, uh, take a Vanderpump right now, which is top of mind for everyone. Them yeah. posting and saying, I like this does not guarantee the products sell. It's happening all the time that where that's not happening. My, yeah. And my biggest concern is that you see that as the lightning bolt to give you the quick pump to get you out of this situation to your next thing. And you may end up going for that, betting the whole farm on that and it not working. Yeah, that makes sense. I'll, I'll so, say this very well, like just back to everything's friend EA here. Bethany Frankel putting up your product and saying, I love this coconut, you should buy it, may not uh -huh. sell the units you think. Right. That's true. What about, um, go ahead. Go ahead. Like Mary Ruth Organics, for example, you did something with them to do creative funding. Do you think I'm a candidate to do something like that? And how do you even approach something like that? Why, why wouldn't you just start making content with yourself just like what you were doing on QVC, but just doing it on all the social media platforms yourself? 
I was going and now I'm going to start, but I couldn't until I hit a thousand followers. So, and that was hard to get to. Why, why couldn't you do that until you, why couldn't you make content about your product until you had a thousand followers? It wouldn't let me go live, but I've been making videos oh, and, and oh, things I like see. that. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. To me, the point is like, for me, I think it's more about sending samples to emerging influencers okay. and not paying at all. Right. If you send a sample of your product to somebody who has 30,000 followers but is doing really good work on TikTok right now, they're one post away from doing more than what you thought Bethany would do. Right. Okay. So stick with the smaller micro. 100%. You're look because you were affected by your career being built in those big moments. Like you I'm very aware of what QVC and Han Shopping Network has been historically. Right. Like like what's happening now is like you don't want to bet a business model on the on the lightning bolt model. You want to build it on the brick by brick, brick by brick. Back to like health and wellness. I don't want you looking for like apple cider vinegar or like the fucking shot. I want you to put in the work on eating and going to the gym. That mm -hmm. in our world, in what you do, is making four to five pieces of social media content a day. Okay, which is what I've been doing. Okay, great. Uh and then what about um, the Mary Ruth model how did you do that like is am i a candidate to do something like that or because well, mary, mary ruth reached out yes you're a candidate if you put out good content for a decade then people like mary ruth and everybody else in the world will reach out to you <laughs> thank you you're welcome all right team all right. thank you, Talk thank you. Bye. bye everyone